Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. New York strip steak. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs. With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Harper. We got Modak Hill today. We got Dave DeFore, J. King, Coward, not showing up, not not speaking to media availability. Coward. Just coward. Absolute coward. <laughs> Javon Edwards is going to join us mid-show. Uh, we have, man, I, I'll just tell you now, I'm having a hard time getting up for uh, Celtic Sixers with this Joel Embiid injury. We'll talk about that. We will talk about uh, Phoenix Suns having a three and a half man rotation, <laughs> depending on how you feel about That's, Chris Paul or DeAndre Aiden in any given say, moment. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> they're both they're both point seven five. Yeah, this, so it's uh, three and a half. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I would like it to be a four man rotation. I just don't know that I feel confident in saying that. Trying to make sure we're accurate here. Uh, we've got what the hell, Tibbs. Sweep the leg, for God's <laughs> sakes. But we start off with yet another unbelievable, legendary Steph Curry moment. Guys, if you are still doubting this man, if you are still couching what he does, if you are still trying to like dumb down his legacy or anything, stop it. You sound stupid. He's a top 10 player of all time. I don't give a fuck who you got for the other nine. I just know he's in there. All right. You figure it out. I just know that dude is a top 10 player ever. I already see people doing they're splitting hairs and they're being like, oh, he's at least the second best point guard ever. No, nah, man. I don't know, buddy. Well, I don't know. Magic's hey, really good, man. Yeah. So is, <laughs> so is Steph. Listen, he's doing this. I I mean, the, the league has never had this much talent and he is the, the cherry on top the of most the most talented. Like, like I, yes, I mean, right. so this is where I Look. come from when I'm looking at it. The guy is just a killer, man. I mean, 50 yeah. points in a game seven, like people like to, to talk about Steph and his legacy and like, when's he show up in big moments? And and they mean like stuff like this, right? Like, Oh, where's yeah. the 50 point game seven? Well, there it is. First one. Yeah, ever. This, this all stems. This all stems from him not winning the finals MVP the first year right. they got. They, they won a championship. Which this is where it all that bullshit stems. Dumb, by the way. Dumb. Yes. Yes. No. No. <laughs> absolutely. And, dumb. And all that. But like, this is where all this whole stuff stems from. He didn't even win the finals MVP, which is dumb because it's down to like what eight people vote on that. Like, it's, it's not 11. even. Full, it's eleven. Eleven people. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Okay. But then on top of all that. Just the fact that this team won 10 road games all year 
And then their two biggest wins in the series, Game 5 and Game 7, on the road in Sacramento. And that place was rocking. Mo, that's until not Steph fair. started kicking their They ass. had 11 this year, okay? They oh, excuse they me. They were 11 excuse and 30, all right? Let's not, let's not undersell what the Kings did on the road this year. <laughs> well, how about this? The Warriors did on the road. In a game where he missed two free throws in one trip to the free throw line, he scored 50 points. Yeah. What the that's... hell, that's not the, the like, best part was when he made the next free throw and did the little celebration. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I can make it. I did that I once. That. I did that once in a rec league game where um, I like, I think I missed like three or four free throws in a row, which is just like, I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? Like, I don't, I think that's not, that's not what. And so I, I missed three, three in a row. And so then on the fourth one, I like did this weird squat. Oh, no. And like and like shot it because I'm just like I'm so frustrated with myself. <laughs> the other team I thought I was showing them up. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm showing myself up. Like, but it almost it almost resulted in a fight. But of course, you you shocking. <laughs> you get into a fight and it wasn't in my a fault. Rec league game. Yeah, wasn't my it fault. never is, Zach. It never is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the other thing that was super impressive in this whole game was his finishing. He was getting to the rim at will. And granted, some of that's the Kings defense, but finishing beautifully over traffic or through guys around guys, like the stuff he was doing. There was one point where he was, he tried to do literally reach around. I think Sabonis and finish. And I would just, Mm -hmm. I just called that a layup heat check because he missed it badly. But yeah, (laughs) but like he was so good at the rim. It was just like, he he was like, I could try anything here. Yeah, It was an unbelievable performance. It's one of the things that's a little bit frustrating about that series. If you watch it, assuming that the Warriors should have won and they should have won sooner than seven games and all credit to the Kings, but game one, he was waltzing to the basket and they just stopped. He stopped attacking the rim yeah. completely. Yeah. I mean, they could have done that all series. Cause that's actually the thing about the Kings. And again, they had a great year. They don't have that kind of interior presence at all. I think that, if you're looking at their summer to come, it's going to have to be, to, how do you solve that? This, this Alex Lennon will not stand. Let's, well, come playoff well, time, Sabonis erases himself. Talk, right? Let's talk about that, all right? Let's talk about Sabonis. All right, man. Because <laughs> this, this is the knock. Zach. This is the knock, Zach. This is the knock. he fucking sucks he in the playoffs? Play in the playoffs, yes, right? Yes. Like, that's, the, that's the knock. Like I, I He can I, collect minutes all, all year long. I was so, like, one... I'll I'll reveal it now. He got my fifth place vote on the MVP. Like I, because I was like someone from the Kings has to. Do it. I really struggled between him and Fox. I like I just couldn't figure out. And I was like, okay, while Fox has been great, the the slight <laughs> the slight moment for me to to kind of put Sabonis over the top was I I was like, okay, his rebounding, his playmaking, his scoring, like he does all this stuff, right? League leading rebound, all this stuff, right? I was like, okay, that's just going to be slightly over the clutch play and just how good De'Aaron was, but they're all they're both all NBA to me, like you know. But I was just like, mm-hmm. I felt like I was splitting hairs, right? This motherfucker got out rebounded by twenty nine in this series by Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney is a championship like in one game. Kevon Looney in one game. Kevon Looney absolutely torched this guy on the boards, and it wasn't oh bad bounce here, bad bounce. He just outworked him. He just outworked. I don't give a damn that he had a shiner and a cut under his eye, all that stuff. That that shit happens. You're a big man. You're going to have contact, right? Like, sucks, but that happens. He, Kevon Looney kicked his ass the entire series. I think he had, I think Sabonis had 
like realistic. Like you can look at boxers like he averaged this and he averaged that. You watch that. He was afraid to score the ball. He was afraid to go at Kavon Looney. And and Sabonis just got his ass kicked the entire time. The absolute more, entire time. Just no impact. Forget about Zero. the stats. Just you never felt him in this game. You never felt him in the series. Forget yeah. just game seven. Like really, even in their wins, it was, man, if they can get Sabonis going, they're really going to be rolling. And at that point, it was a struggle. And him struggling led to Herder struggling because they play so well off of each other yeah. in some of those instances. And I think that was just one of those things. Just zero impact from him in any way. He had one play where he bullied, I think, Draymond Green for a layup. And I was like, this is the Sabonis they needed, and this is the Sabonis that never showed up. And I, I also think that it didn't allow De'Aaron Fox. I mean, De'Aaron Fox was really good in the series, especially when you factor in what was it, the last two and a half, three games, whatever it was. He's got that that fracture on his finger. He was he was incredible. Like to me, battle tested, poised, no no notes. Like I thought he was. I thought he was great. He defended. He chased Steph around. He was phenomenal. Um, but Sabonis, man, trade him. Get him out of there. The thing is, you could, you know, he's just not a threat to score uh, as anything but an offensive rebounder, really. And, and you know, Mo, you mentioned when he when he played a little bully ball and got a bucket on Draymond, but Draymond by that point, Draymond was just worried about getting the ball out of the basket so they can get back to offense. Things were just heating up, and it was one of those things where Draymond's <laughs> like, like well, "My hands are up, my hands are cooking. up. You're gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I hope you're gonna miss, but if you don't, it doesn't matter because I'm pulling the ball out of the net and we're running on you." And it was this. The thing was, I think there's a little bit of it was a couple of things, right? Like the brights, the 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 lights were a little bit too bright for the Kings, but the Warriors also just stopped playing around. Steve Kerr played his starters pretty much the entire second half, right? Like, did did anyone sub out? I think uh, Steph subbed out in the middle of the third with with yeah. Raymond I think there was a little bit, bit yeah. You're right, but there was but a little for bit the of last rest moments. Right, the last, but the last fourteen minutes or so, it was just. Hey, these are our guys. They know how to do this. And they just went to work. And, I mean, Kavon Looney had one series where I felt like he got seven offensive rebounds in like two possessions. Yeah. Just That's unstoppable. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was um Trey, like we, we were talking about Steph and and look, I I I love the lore. I love the legend that we're building. I don't think we need a game seven first round speech from a four-time champion. I don't think that's needed, but at the same time, holy shit. Like this dude is just <laughs> historically a problem. Like he, like Trey, like I, you know, 50, you can say, Oh, it's the first round. Oh, it's on the Kings. Oh, it's all that. Whatever. No one had ever done it before. People played the Kings in the first round before. Never happened. Shout, shout out to Marcus Thompson and Shams for that, you know, beautifully art that they created. Yeah. Um, but also, um, it was a weird series. I think they didn't take them like serious. It was a few guys, but then when they got punched in the mouth a few times, especially the game that everybody thought they were going to close them out. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was like, Oh, this isn't great. And this isn't like, you know, like, but you know, those teams that have succeeded so much have that weird lackluster of like, Oh, I need, need something to wake me up. Mm -hmm. And Sometimes they just feel just like, oh, we'll turn it on and it's too late. And then they get knocked out. In this particular situation, Steph's like, bro, why are we losing to these dudes? They're good, but they're not there yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I respect them, but they're not there yet. And I'm um, not ready to go home yet. 
you know, especially like this, you know what I mean? Because that's that's a whole nother situation. But I remember tweeting out that the Warriors backcourt would need 60. And obviously, Clay was one for nine at this particular time. Mm-hmm. And he's trying <laughs> to find it. And But I'm still questioning Mike Brown's decision to play Davis, you know, over Mitchell. Yeah, Davis had a ridiculous amount of minutes, you know what I mean? And I thought he overplayed him in certain situations. And then he had Mitchell and Davis out there. And, you know, but I'm also looking at the, looking at yelling at the screen, like, why is Kirk taking out Steph? Like Steph has to just leave it all on the floor at this particular point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he came in and he put on a masterclass. Obviously this is the most, he has the most 50 point point set game sevens now, but why do we have to get, you know, a a 50 point game out of Steph? You know what I'm saying? Right. To go into this next round, because, there's no quick turnaround. Um, Malik Monk spoke too soon. He pulled the yeah. Dylan Brooks. Even love though I, I love, I love Malik. You know what I mean? I love, I love you know Monk. And he, Malik was good in the series, man. He he backed it up for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. He backed it up. I mean, I think he averaged 18 in the series and and just was continued to be you know uh, effective. But Sabonis, man, like Kevon Looney kicked his butt, and with that situation, I could see Sabonis' bags being packed. You know what I mean? I think the I think the Kings probably go all in and just move him at this point because again, although he had a individual successful season, it's not what they're going to need. They need more to get over the hump moving forward. I don't. I I think it's premature with the Sabonis stuff. I agree with you that the team would probably be better off. I don't see the team moving off of him after the season they have. I think it depends on like what what the trade package would be, right? Like if you would yeah. get something big for him, then you're like, yeah. Right, can, but I think they can but, get something back at this point. If but they I do. don't think. But I don't think they're going shopping for him. I don't think they're. If somebody calls with a package, that's yo. You got to blow them away with an offer at this point. Look at where this team was. You know, last year. I mean, we we literally just. We're shocked they made it as high as a three seed. And I think that's an important uh, thing to look at. And I just don't see them. And we know organizations have a tendency to fall in love with dudes. And I just can't see that happen. I mean, Zach, you said it. You you picked him fifth in your MVP ballot. Like, you're not going to be the yeah. only guy that has done that. There's going to be – I don't see the organization going like – we. there's an urgency to move him. I think they might look at it as, let's see how we do next year in the playoffs and whatnot. I agree with you. They need an upgrade over that. I don't think he's a playoff guy, but I think that's going to be something the organization isn't going to be willing to do. And I think that's going to be the big thing. And the other thing they're going to lean on is we were young. We just got there. This is our first playoff time. And, uh, uh, you know, Dave said it. The lights were too bright. This was the first time in this entire series where I felt like they they got nervous and the moment got to them a little bit. So, um so looking ahead, they now have an every other day series with lebron james and the los angeles lakers and that'll tip off tomorrow i think it's tuesday um here's something interesting from our friends at betmgm.com nba finals mvp odds jason tatum plus 220 he's number one number two steph curry plus 650 number three Jokic and Jalen Brown tied at plus 700. That's interesting. Uh, Kevin Durant at plus 1,100. Joel Embiid at plus 1,200. Devin Booker at plus 1,400. LeBron is, uh, what is this, uh, eighth at plus 1,400. So I'm guessing they think the Warriors are going to take care of business here in the second round. I don't know if it's that 
obvious. I think the Warriors will. I think the Warriors at their best are better than the Lakers at their best. And look, I, I mean, the Lakers fucking smacked the Grizzlies in that game six. I mean, what did it? What I mean, I felt bad for the Grizzlies at one point, but um, but at the same time, like this may sound dumb. I thought in the last like two and a half game or not not game six. I felt like in half of game four and all of game five. The Lakers did look old and slow. Now they rallied and they dominated in game six. Um, at the same time, I thought the Warriors for most of this series looked old and slow. They got two old right. ass, slow ass teams going every other day against each other. And so Dave, like, I wonder, um, I wonder what kind of advantage either team has, or will it simply come down to the Warriors have home court? I think the Warriors have shooting. Right. And and the Lakers have some shooting. They've got more shooting than they had before the deadline. But the Lakers can't make the Warriors look old and slow the way the Kings can. This is going to be an easier defensive series for the uh, Warriors because they're not going to be chasing D'Lo and Austin Reeves around all those screens and dribble handoffs. Anthony Davis, not a threat to shoot. So they're like when he gets outside, they're not they're not going to guard him tight. Right. Um, LeBron shot like what did he shoot in the last round? From three, I mean, he was gutted. Oh, dude, he hit some yeah. big ones, but it was awful. Bad, so yeah. for the Warriors, I, I actually think this should be an easier series than the one that they played against with the Kings. And, and this is not to take anything away, anything away from the Lakers who have gotten, I mean, Anthony Davis's defense has been ridiculous. If he's yeah, going to he maintain so that yeah. level, that's going to be harder for the, for the Warriors. But man, if you're the Lakers, do you want to chase Steph Curry around? No. Yeah, I don't, no. I don't, I don't think so, but I don't him? think they have, I don't think they have a choice and well, yeah, Vando, Vando's, go Vando's going to have to have the assignment, obviously. And then they're going to lean heavy on the shade with AD Yo, and then Van potentially Vando's, Vando's good trade, but that's tough. That, that's, that's, that's just tough, not, man. that's such a brutal one. And then defense, then on this offense, the Warriors are just going to be like, we're not guarding him. Mm -hmm. Like you're playing four yeah. on five on offense. Like that becomes such a, a massive issue for them. I, I, I don't think it's easy, but I do think the Warriors get them at six, right? I think I think the the Lakers yeah. are going to squeeze them out because they have the confidence. They're riding high off of what they're doing. Like Anthony Davis is like one of the best defensive players in the league. That last game to close it out, um, and then you know LeBron was playing feud, but again, the Warriors not calling them old. This is you know what I mean, right? There's yeah. No, there's no motivation <laughs> speech. These both of these teams had to be taunted to get up and play. Now. You know, we got a lot of history between it. You know, Steph, you know, is looking at the chops. He wants number five. LeBron wants number five. Um, and we've seen what the Warriors do, you know, when their backs are against the wall. They have championship pedigree. I can't say the same for the Lakers. The Lakers have a few members from that team. I think it's just, what, it's LeBron and AD only left? That sounds yes. right, yeah. Right? And then I don't know what Tristan Thompson adds as far as veteran nothing, locker, you know, nothing, leadership. Nothing, nothing. I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want to knock him for that, but I mean, I still give him, you know, he's been there before, but a lot of these new guys, they haven't seen the Warriors when it really counts. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that obviously, you know, if Jordan Poole gets his head on his ass and starts playing better, just, just a little bit better. He doesn't have to be great. I mean, he was so bad that they had to play him at the one. And that's not even a, and that's not even a great option to think about it. Like Jordan, who has to play the one because he's shooting so bad, he's making bad decisions, and the Warriors only have two primary ball handlers in Draymond and Steph, and you prefer Steph off the ball. But then 
maybe Moody, you know what I mean? Moody gets those minutes early. Kaminga gets those minutes early. And Kerr finds a, a lockdown rotation of maybe eight guys instead of playing Lamb and whoever oh, this is else. Be a, this is an Anthony Lamb series, guys. You don't know? Uh, I, right. I, just changed, I just changed my pick to the Lakers. That's Anthony <laughs> Anthony Lamb's music, guys. He's gonna play basketball oh in this God. series. It's gonna be a, Kuminga, it's gonna be an Anthony Lamb Mo Bamba series. Kaminga is out of the rotation. I mean, Pass, he is right. just he he's been lost when he was out there, and, and it, you know it was a failure on everyone's part not to figure out a role for him because that athleticism and size is really what they needed. And especially you start looking at a series like the Lakers, it's like, okay, well, this is a guy that you can maybe put on LeBron. You can, you know, he should be like a nice roving defender for you, but he doesn't have a place in rotation. I think this is one of those things where they're just going to reset the rotation. I think that's really what Steve Kerr is going to go back mm-hmm. to. And, and I think every series presents different challenges. So I think there's, they're, they're going to give Kaminga a run early in this series and see I mean, how I, he I'd handles play him against Hachimura for sure, right? I'd see, like, can he can he overpower him with his athleticism? Can he keep up with him on the perimeter? Like, I think I think it's actually a nice matchup for Kuminga to get a chance. Um, yeah, like, dude, it's, it's Steve Kerr, we'll, so who knows? We'll see if he sticks, right? Like, yeah. I think that's going to be the thing. I think, like, every series is reset. Okay, what's going to hurt us this series? Who do we need? So on and yeah. so forth. Moody, I mean, I'm glad you brought him up. He was pretty big for them. In this game seven, it's a moment, not yeah. really the past yeah. couple games. He, well, just he, he, in the series, plays. I, hopefully, yeah, just, again, I hope that Steve Kirk keeps him in the rotation and just doesn't kind of just, all right, hey, play here a little bit, play there. You got to earn your bit. No life teachable lessons. This dude is really, you know, effective. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this series, obviously, because this is the fifth time LeBron and Steph have met. Yeah, you know what I mean, and. And this is, you know, in the words of Miles Brown, this is the the longest franchise since Fast and the Furious. So it is. Let's do it. <laughs> they're, they're almost there. Um, all right, let's move on to looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from another retirement account with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to special terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker. Broker dealer. I, yo, I could not believe, look, I've been talking a lot of shit. Like, this is going to shock you. Me, know. Like, 
heat culture, baby, right? I've been saying it for years. I've been like, I got a lot of Knicks fans who are like, yo, we're gonna go to college. I was like, you guys are gonna get smacked by the heat. Like smacked, right? I was talking shit, admit it. Like, yep, it's on a pod now. So if they end up winning, it's gonna sound real stupid, and Knicks fans are gonna come come after me. I don't care. I think the Heat are way better. Like, I just do. I think the Knicks are good, but I think the Heat know how to play better. And being then, in New York, I was gonna say the city atmosphere was unreal, right? Yeah. Basketball's better when the Knicks is there. Absolutely. You know, Patrick Ewan's in the building, no Randall. So I got fans telling me. You know what? It's Obi Toppin's time. You see, yeah, and you know the he, first, the first, the first half, they actually were rolling. They were yeah, rolling. He spacing, was things Obi were looking good. You know, guys were driving. Guys were staring guys down. Yeah. Second half hits. Adjustments, man. Adjustments. Adjustments. And I told, I told one Nick fan, I'm like, basketball is a game of runs. Do you understand this? This is mm-hmm. a suppose a very good coach. Don't forget, you know. And here we are. And I loved it. I was I, I held my breath when Jimmy went down. Though. That's the thing. I That's was just the thing, Trey. When Jimmy rolled that ankle and and Josh Hart's foot went into it, I thought it. I thought the way because it was such a weird like like Hart slips as Jimmy kind of rolls his ankle and Hart kind of slips into him. And I thought the way Jimmy was down, I thought either he's going to be completely fine or he's broken his ankle. Like I didn't think it was like a sprain. I was like, I wonder if he broke this shit because of the way he was down. So as Jimmy is, as Jimmy's rolling and, and he's like kind of feeling his way through the game, he gets this injury. And I thought, well, they're screwed. There's the series. Right. And then he stays, he shoots the free throws because he has to stay in the game. Right. But when he stays in the game, I'm like, okay, he's going to shake it off. That dude was a decoy. But they didn't really like use him as decoy. He took that one shot from the corner and there was no lift. Like he just threw it at the rim. Like it was crazy how little there was. And so as, as that's happening, I'm like, like the rest of the basketball world. Okay. Like the Knicks are just going to attack him, And they didn't. And then they didn't attack him again. And then they didn't attack him again. And then there one time they looked like they were going to attack him, and it didn't materialize right away. They're like, ah, well we tried and just like went to another option. And they, had five minutes and five seconds. It was a three point game. Well, I guess technically a five point game when he got hurt because he hit the two free throws, right? You couldn't figure out in five minutes and five seconds how to attack the guy who's in pain and can barely move. What the fuck, Tom Thibodeau? What are you doing? What well, are you also, doing? Like well, you have also, you got to put it on. Options. You got to put it on the players too, though, Zach. You can't for just sure. Give it to oh, but because they Tom didn't Thibodeau, smell blood. They didn't smell blood. That's fine. But you can you can get that wrong in the moment. His job is to fucking coach him to attack. Like, how do you how do you mess that up? How do it's you mess that up? It's not even that, Zach. The one play where they did attack him, they brought a screen over oh so God. that he can get so Jimmy could yeah. switch off yeah. in that instance. And then he just played help defense. And he even threw his hand in to play a little help defense yeah. from the weak side. Like it's, it wasn't even. And I, I just I was screaming at the TV. What are you doing? I you couldn't go believe, at him. I couldn't. I just couldn't believe the mercy. I just tips love him too much. He's a special boy. He can't. He can't try to show him up. It would dishonor the game. I, I honestly, if Tom Thibodeau was like, you know what, we're not attacking Jimmy. I. I mean, would that shock you? Yo, you know who would have attacked Jimmy? Jimmy? Jimmy would have attacked Jimmy. Jimmy would have killed him. Jimmy, Jimmy would have gone yeah. right at Jimmy, and Jimmy would have won that game by he 10. Yeah. yeah. 
the Knicks, the I, Knicks really did blow this, though. I mean, look, um, the the bottom fell out of their shooting completely. I mean, they just Obi Toppin. You said he was he was jacking up shots. They were open shots, yeah. dude. They missed in the second half of that game. They missed so many open shots, and you could see it start to to compound. Right, like they started pressing because the ball was moving. It was finding open shooters. I think the offense was doing a good job of actually getting looks. They were making Miami look or work, but they were missing hey. everything. Hey, man, anybody can shoot in the regular season. That's right. That's that, right. like, anybody can shoot in the regular season. This was, oh, shit. They needed, they needed ABC, Julius Randle. Madison Square Garden. They needed Julius Randle in the second I, half of this game for some easier buckets because they just weren't getting anything. I, Julius Randle doesn't get you easier buckets, so I that's the problem. Get, he can get his own shot up. Then dribble, dribble, he gets dribble, himself dribble, tough dribble, dribble, dribble. That's it. Yeah. But it's they just all isolation score. stuff. But like their thing, when we're talking about, they're the worst three-point shooting team in the playoffs, even in the first round. Like that's the thing. When I looked at Jalen Brunson's stats from the first round of the playoffs, he was shooting below 30% from three. I think it's it was a great game plan from Miami because they were getting killed in the paint. Yeah. In the first half, that was just... the thing. They got annihilated in the paint. I think there was like eighteen to four first uh, in paint points in the first quarter. Oh, at one point, I think it was like thirty to ten or something. Like it was something yeah. ridiculous where it was like they they were killing them in the paint to the point that yeah, sli- said, slightly more than the stat I just gave. So that's good. Good. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. But it's deeper in the game. Uh, but more. the uh, the more important thing was Spo just came back and just completely halftime said, "Fuck it, hack the paint." Let's yeah. make them shoot shots. And they were wide. Everybody got wide, yeah, wide they, open shots, corner threes, everything. And they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. It was unbelievable. And then and then to compound their misses, they were getting beat in transition time after time. Like Kevin mm-hmm. Love is a great outlet passer. Kevin Love should not be throwing three was, outlet passes yo. for easy buckets. Hey, he, hey, that was throwback, baby, man. You, were, you weren't back. in the target center when he's hitting hey. Corey Brewer in stride. You weren't there. You don't he's understand. Seen Aaron Rodgers in the building and had to chill. Who had he's to like, I watch more. this. He had to ice his arm afterwards well, like the way a pitcher does. <laughs> like, yeah, the Knicks, like, ah. The Knicks missed. They started missing so many shots. That I think they got stuck ball watching their own shots a little bit, right? Like, hoping that they were yeah. going to drop and then – uh, the Heat would get the rebound, and and Jimmy was just taken off. That was like a huge game plan change. I, and I think there's could, a psych- psychological aspect to that, where Dave, where it's like you're struggling to shoot as a team, right? And so you are kind of just like ball watching as the shot yeah. goes in the air, wondering, all right, is this going to break the dam? Like, are we finally going to get some floodgates here? And and I think like I really think that's a that's a real thing, and that's a sign of still a young team. Still a young team yeah. that's that's trying to figure out how to adjust in the moment. And I, they'll probably come out in game two and win and be better. And we, I guess we don't know Jimmy's status at this point when we're recording. But um, but look, I they can't I, I seriously think like Gabe Vincent is a matchup problem for the Knicks. Do, do you Gabe Vincent's off good, Evan Ford. Gabe Iverson. Gabe Iverson. It's amazing. Do you dust out dust off Evan Fournier to do what? To it shoot dusted. threes. If they're gonna play, if they're gonna play defense like that, you need somebody to make threes. I think you're gonna and, give and up. You need on the other somebody end. to make threes. It's game I, two. I'm, I'm just if saying. you're dusting off Evan Fournier, you just might go as well go home. Yeah, you it's might as well. Just saying. Here's the thing. Go to Miami. 
you, that's you know, a car you they've got to be thinking about for later in the series well, if they, it goes Jay, continues Jay, to go like that. I, I'll Jay, tell you this, Jay. He played four games to, to close the season when they were kind of just resting guys. Do you want to guess how many threes he made? I'm not saying it, it's going to go the, 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 well. I'm just saying do you want I wouldn't. Guess how many I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dust Evan him off Fournier to play for shoot, Team France. Uh, he made was, two. Not, he made two threes in four games. Three, four, four game sample size. That, that's fine. Evan Fournier. The playoffs are a small sample size. Wide open. He's at least going to command somebody's attention. Um, the other big problem for the Knicks, I thought, R.J. Barrett down the stretch just lost his scruples. Just yeah. attacking. Yeah. He was over eager, and you talk about not going at Jimmy Butler. Part of it was just R.J. Barrett was not. He was going right Leroy brain. Jenkins, just like hey. <laughs> him. He had so many brain farts, like it was ridiculous. It, which is crazy because like he was so good in the first half. He had a really man. good game, yeah. yeah. Like but for the know, most part. But last five minutes, it was just bad decision after bad decision. To be fair, he got like they got in his head. Yeah. They got in his head. Yeah. And when they kept talking and kept talking, it was like, we got him. Yeah. We got him. And, you know, he self-imploded, and that was the game. Well, all right. I need to, we need to discuss this. Do we think Duncan Robinson signed Tyler's Tyler Hero's cast on his own, <laughs> or is that something Jimmy made him do? Because I kind of lean towards the latter. We need so, we need someone to uncover this. We need Will Guillory to like do an investigative report. I need I to know, know why, why he's Duncan. the only one. Well, the, well yeah, no, because like Jimmy's yeah, because Jimmy. Right. I, I can see Jimmy right. just be like, Jimmy Duncan signed the cast. Nobody else sign it. <laughs> if I see another signature out there, I'm gonna fucking beat your ass. Like, if Zach's right, it's 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 just that. Yeah, but I think it's, it's like just a random like. Look, you want to get back in this rotation? You want to you want to hit some threes? Like, you better sign that cast. You're gonna be the only one. When is Jimmy Butler breaking out the the like reciprocating saw to take off? Tyler Hero's cast. Oh, no, 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 you no. Think he's he he's going to rip that hands. shit. Yeah. He's going to rip that shit. Or he's going to be like, he's going to tell Tyler, all right, be the rock in, in Fast 6. <laughs> <laughs> you got to break that shit on. You want to play? Seven. That's what yeah. That's what they. Sh- that's what he should do at shoot around. He should, when he's coming in, bam, break it open. Daddy, say, hey, Tyler, you have to say, daddy's got to go to work. And then you just flex. <laughs> and, you, and then they're just going to watch him flex until he breaks through that thing. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys have about for this series before game one? And does game one and or Jimmy's status uh, change your pick, Mo? Um, I had the Knicks in seven. Um, coward, I thought it was going to be a tough thing. Yeah, coward's pick. That's fine. I'm not a problem with that. Jimmy's status, I think, concerns me. But I just think watching them after this game, Michael, he at six, if, assuming Jimmy's fully healthy. If Jimmy can play. And he's on the court. Like I can feel like he can will this stuff. And you guys said it. They he they got into RJ's head. They couldn't make shots. I don't know really how many more adjustments. And I don't think Randall coming back whenever he does really think fixes about, that much. Think about this real quick. Um, Spo might have the easiest coaching path. Like let's say they get to the finals, right? Like I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves. And there's Boston and everything. It's still this series too. Knicks can come back, but. To coach against Bud, to coach against Tibbs, let's pretend the Sixers win, and he goes against Doc Rivers. Like Missoula, even if he goes against Missoula, we're saying Tibbs. In in terms, in terms of zero adjustments throughout a series, yeah, zero adjustments. Like Spo is Spo's on cruise control coaching them, like. Now, granted, a lot of play has to happen. I'm just saying, from just a pure coaching. Coaching versus coaching standpoint. 
from I like Nixon six, man. Nixon six. Nixon six. And, and it's tough <laughs> because the Miami Heat are like Schrodinger's cat of basketball teams, right? They're neither good nor bad. And it depends on each game. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes it's a different half of basketball. This team has shot the ball. They were 27th in three-point shooting in the regular season, and they literally shot the Bucks out of the playoffs. I don't know. They were really good the last, like, 17 games, though. Yeah. Okay. Small sample. I don't know. But they they were also second in the league the year before with the same roster. If you're telling me, if you're telling me Jimmy Butler is good to go, shit, man. I heat and five, maybe. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, I thought Nixon seven was a totally reasonable like toss up, but leaning toward the Knicks being able to shoot. But now I I don't know how you go against the heat here. I'm sorry. If you pick if you pick the home team. In game seven, like right. home team in seven, coward it's a coward's pick. pick. Yeah, it is a coward pick. It is. It is a coward's pick. But, but I think I'm going heat six happens. at this point. Nope. It sometimes <laughs> is what happens, but I don't care. It's still a coward's uh, pick. It could be accurate. If Jimmy's healthy. I'm going heat and six because I just I, I think that Jimmy is on another level right now. The the one easy adjustment for the Knicks would be just make shots. <laughs> go at like the guy with one shots. foot. <laughs> I go at the guy with one foot. That's what I do. But but like. Jalen Brunson, 0 for 7. R.J. Barrett, 1 for 5. And as I recall, those were wide open looks. Josh Hart, 0 for 4, wide open looks. Like, if the Heat are going to live with those looks, it's a totally different game if they just shoot, like, 35%. And I don't think that's too big an ask because the guys they're leaving open are capable of making shots. Julius Randle is going to come back. He's more capable of of making shots sometimes. I guarantee... Um, if the adjustment is Julius Randle, go shoot some threes. Eric Spolstra will live with that. Actually, it's a five-game no, series. It's the over, thing is, like I actually like, think this is an it's an Obi Toppin series for the Knicks. I actually think that they should keep him in the starting lineup. But maybe you run Randle out there on uh, on bench units when shit's not going well. The problem is Julius Randle's not going to be happy with that. Yeah, there. I mean, there's just there's two guys I trust for the Knicks. It's Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart. I trust those guys for the Knicks. Everyone else, like this idea of like you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. Nah, like I like they have to prove it. Well, they I trust Mitchell Robinson, but he was mitigated in the second half when, when they started packing the paint. They yeah. kept him off the glass, and that changes everything for the Knicks. Mitchell Robinson's rebounding is hugely yeah. important for them. And maybe so. and maybe that's where Julius Randle then can actually make an impact is on the offensive boards. But man, like I just think he's going to ruin a lot of the flow of what they do. He might have a game, but of, over the, the whole of the series, like I just, man, I don't know. I think it's a bad matchup trying to get Julius Randle to go against this heat defense. And yeah. I also- think it's, I think it's a great matchup for Julius, honestly, because it's either going to be Kevin Love guarding him and the rest of Miami's rotation is smaller guys because Bam is probably going to be on Mitchell Robinson. You've got to keep him off the glass. But you just you, got, you, you got just to take said away the lob. Like the the ball was moving, the ball was flowing. They're getting open shot. Like that's gonna like Julius Randle isn't a guy incapable of playmaking, but he's a ball stopper. On on top of that, you're talking about even when it's the smaller guys on him, then he's got to go guard those guys, and those guys are active. You put him on Caleb Martin, he's giving up offensive rebounds because Martin's going to come crashing in from the corner and things like that. Like those are the plays that are you, you have to live with with that, and you have to hope you get enough from him offensively. And I don't think you're going to. Yeah, honestly, this, I don't think has, you do. This has to be that a series third, where Jalen Brunson takes over. Like Jalen Brunson has say, to be the guy. I was going to say that third quarter Julius Randle and that late fourth quarter Julius Randle was missed. Like 
those down times where you just need a bruiser and that's somebody that's as aggressive, whether he makes it or not and he can get to the line, that's what they truly needed. And everybody else is kind of finesse. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the heat is, you know, they like to play physical. And if they can punk you, they can punk you. You know what I mean? And in that situation, they got punked. So, in this situation, I do think that Jalen Brunson is going to have a better series. Kyle Lowry's IQ stepped up in there big. You know what I mean? Like, so they made some young mistakes and was forced to that way. But I just think this has a potential. Obviously, you know, the, the Knicks fans are kind of delusional sometimes, but <laughs> they kind of match up really well in some stint when they're all when they're all healthy. You know what I mean? With no Tyler Hero, I just still leaning on the Knicks to kind of figure it out, do some adjustments, right. especially if 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 Jimmy's kind of ginger. You know what I mean? And that, in that, you know, with that, his ankle. That, to me, that's the only saving grace for the Knicks in the series is that Jimmy got hurt. Yep. That's it. Like, I, I just, I think he's he's too good. He's too good for, they have no one to match him. He's the best player in the series and it's nowhere close. Yeah. It, this is not like he's, him and Giannis could potentially go back and forth on the, any given night. He is the best player in the series and Jalen Brunson's next probably, but it's a yeah. long way before you yeah, get there. Yeah, because Bam's uh, afraid the of the ball. Game. Bam's afraid of the ball, so it's Jalen you know, Brunson next. By the way, another point. Another point <laughs> yes. pro Randall here is that uh, Heat Bigs committed two fouls the whole game. Kevin Love had one, and Bam had one. There was just no pressure at the basket. No, they weren't bumping down there at all, and that's yeah. where Randall could muck it up a little bit and maybe like just create a little bit more pressure for Miami. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right. um, Something that got ugly was game one of Denver versus Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix just does not have... um, Phoenix does not have depth. Like, And we knew they didn't have depth, but it's it shouldn't be this bad where... Like Chris Paul had a moment in that game. DeAndre Aiden was okay for a little bit, but if Kevin Durant and Devin Booker aren't cooking, I don't look. I don't think Denver's going to play this way all series. I think there will be some ebb and flow, but shit, like someone's got to step up and and like it, to me that Cameron Payne's getting garbage time is like a sign of just how bad it is. Um, they got. I mean, they got worked, and KD and Devin Booker both did their thing, and they got worked. I think they make adjustments. I think KD was, KD was the, not good. KD was sloppy think, as fuck. I think, I think DA, yeah, he had a lot of turnovers. Like yeah. KD has to clean it up. There's unfortunate. I mean, that's the story. You know what I mean? Like normally when you're critiquing Durant, it's unforced turnovers. It is kind of like, you know, Bruce Brown got, got a chance to pick him. You know what I mean? Like 
if you were if you show your cards, it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? In no situation. But I do think that he didn't make an excuse for that situation. He understands. And also, although people like myself are picking the Suns and Seven, you have to respect the Nuggets. They're one seed for for a reason. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I don't think that they're going to have completely a game like they had game one throughout this series. Jamal Murray, you know, we haven't seen that since in a while. And we make jokes about the bubble Murray, but it's just a healthy Murray. And as long as he stays healthy and other guys are making shots and other guys are stepping up, they look like the favorites to win this series. But I just think that, you know, once Monty starts to use timeouts and starts to actually coach this team, they'll have a better chance at winning this series. It, it- the adjustment, you're so right, Trey, on just Monty's got to do a better job. They get, they went away from like KD and Booker in the third quarter at one point. It really felt like there were just not enough touches to, for them. And I know they weren't at their best, but you're not winning this game or any playoff game without those guys getting the monster majority of your touches. And they have to be monsters when they get it. And I think it just felt like there were too many possessions where – both Booker and KD were just standing on the weak side and were just kind of observers of the offense and not participants. And I think that was a massive problem for them in that I, game. And Monty's got to do better with that. Yeah. I also think Jay, I think that for the Suns, like, look, they shredded the, the Clippers in the mid range. You got to get to the basket. You can get to the basket against this, against this Nuggets team. And they just didn't like that. It's, it felt like they were never at the rim and Denver played really good defense, but I, Again, I don't look at that defense and think, like, that's unsolvable for those guys. Yeah. It, it, the thing about Denver, though, is they do have a lot of size around Jokic. They have athleticism around Jokic. And if they have places where they can send help off of you, then they can be really good in that because they've spent all season, like, just covering up for Jokic, basically. And this Suns team has a lot of guys that you can help off of and do it intelligently. And like, like you said, they have to be able to find a way to get to the rim. They have to be able to produce three pointers too. And, and part of that is on the guys, Durant and and Booker, just, you know, move some of that stuff a little bit out, but also the supporting cast has to be able to shoot. And I think Damian Lee, I, I, I think they need to lean more on him. I don't know why they haven't. He is a very good shooter. He is a knockdown yeah. shooter. And if you help off him, then you're in trouble. And I just think they need a threat. It's it's not necessarily that he's a great player. Obviously, he's not. But they just need threats around those guys. And then the other part of this, continuity matters, man. <laughs> like these, yeah. these guys were just yeah. thrown together on the run. And they're playing against a Nuggets team that knows exactly what they want to get. That knows exactly how to do it. That Jokic and Murray, like they've done this so many times before, and they know exactly how to beat every type of coverage. They've seen everything. They know exactly what they want, and the Suns just don't. And Murray, like Murray, really, when he gets going, it's so tough to it's guard an avalanche, them. Man. It, it's, it's an avalanche it because yeah. because then it's like, what do you do? Do you send two at Murray? Because then you open up Jokic, and then if you open up Jokic. You're well, screwed because he's going to pick you apart either by himself or with the passing. And then if you don't send two at Murray, he's huge. He can get a shot off against basically any guard. And you're just in so much trouble. Um, and if he's playing at this high a level, they are uh, as serious a contender as it gets. I, Dave, I don't think you can. I don't think you can kind of trick Jokic into this because, especially not the way they run the offense. But I almost think like 
it's a Spurs Steve Nash situation where you just have to tell DeAndre Aiden, look, stay out of foul trouble the best you can. You have to eat 45 tonight. Yeah. Like you just, well, we're, we're not, we're not sending help. We're not. And again, it's not like they isolate Jokic and then do the, like it's no, the, yeah. it's the split cuts and everything. Like they, they do a great job of running that. But if you can communicate off the ball and you just tell Aiden, like you have to eat this tonight. Jokic didn't even really have a good game. That's my biggest like takeaway from game one is that yeah. Jokic wasn't even the Jokic level. DeAndre Ayton was not felt at all by Jokic. I, th- I think it, Jokic had one foul in the he game. He had the best seat in the he had the best yeah. seat in the house. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's literally it, man. And, and so, like to me, the story is it's both ways with Ayton. Ayton needs to get out of the mid range and he needs to get in the paint. And I don't want to be the guy who's like Shaq out here, but he has to put pressure as a role man, as a post-up guy, whatever, he's got to make Jokic work at the other end. They will get more stuff offensively. I mean, he's a good passer, Aiton is. I I think that maybe trying to take some of those opportunities, just try to attack Jokic a little bit, make him work, get on the free throw line some, which I know is not his game at all. But Jokic in game one, I thought, you know, that wrist clearly looked like it was bothering his shot. He doesn't want to take threes at all right now. And the worst thing that could happen is for Jokic to get going because then you talk about Jamal Murray being an avalanche. What's it like when Jokic is going too? That's yeah. a disaster for Phoenix. So I think they got lucky that he had a bad game because it could have been worse. Yeah, but also <laughs> I, I think on top of that, you can look at it from the other side of like, well, what happens when KD and Booker get going, right? Because they're not like, again, I didn't think they were good. I know they combined for like 56 or something like that. I thought they played a bad yeah. game. Like that seven was, turnovers yeah. for KD was a lot. Yeah, was, seven it, turnovers, it was, one assist. But Dave, I want to go back to your seven point. turnovers for anybody's a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, what are we doing? You know, well, I mean? if like it was Trey Young, we'd all be like, "Oh, if it's, only seven. yeah." If it's Luca, we're good with it. You know, but it's, 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 it's also pace too, and I, I think like also fans listening, you have to understand also the home court advantage of playing in Denver. You know what I mean? Like you're running. It's it's like it, it's like uh, feeling all that in your chest while you're going up. Oh and yeah, down. definitely don't you jog to... in Denver if you don't live there. Like if you're visiting Denver, don't go for a jog. But but right. I want to go back to what you said though, Dave, about Aiden. Because to say that I'm done with that. I'm done waiting for him to kind of be that guy. We've been asking him to be this guy for two or three years now. I don't think it's ever coming. Didn't they I just make the pl- didn't they just make the finals two years ago and he was really good throughout the whole playoffs? And then since then he still hasn't done that. He hasn't done that since. Mo is DeAndre Hayton. All right, now that ends the segment. That's it. That ends the segment. Uh, DeAndre Hayton. Hey guys, do you care about Sixers Celtics? Jay excluded. Because <sighs> uh, with with, with Joel Embiid hurt, I I I gotta say like my interest is low. I'm low. more concerned. I'm I'm more interested in why Harden was at the Flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, out of all places, man. Uh, why? That see, he has questionable decision making in the playoffs. The flamingo is that's a decision, man. That's a decision. No, nah, man. If like Embiid's doubtful for game one, I guess we'll find out if he's actually gonna play, if this is all a built-in excuse or a ruse or whatever. But um, man, like I don't want it. Like, Jay, what there's this I mean, it could be ugly even if he's healthy, historically, with the the Sixers and the Celtics. Have you seen the the betting lines no. on on Bet MGM? The Celtics are like minus five hundred to win the series. Oh boy! Which suggests <laughs> that, that is... Vegas believes that Joel Embiid is going to have an extended absence, 
And if he does come back, he will not be at full strength. Um, and obviously, you don't want to put a ton of faith into the betting lines, but it sounds ominous regarding Embiid. He had platelet rich about... uh, plasma injection in the playoffs. Yeah, like it, that's ominous. <laughs> that's it, not it's ideal. It sounds I'll really say that. ominous. <laughs> This um, is not, not ideal. Like, is not enough. That's which is yeah. terrible. It sucks. It, it was sucks. Not, he's this been icing his knee. No, the guy had an injection. No, like, yeah. I mean, uh, it's this, insane. This would. It sucks, man. This this would have been an awesome series mm-hmm. between a guy who's historically had trouble against the Celtics and then just figured them out and has crushed them for the last couple of years as individually hasn't. Each time they like the first time they met in the playoffs was the Marco Bellinelli Sixers, <laughs> and that was a super close Confetti game. It was a five Good. game series, yeah. but every game was really close and could have gone the other way. Second time, Ben Simmons was out. Celtics just stomped they him. That smoked, was not yeah. that wasn't a fair fight at all. But this time, it, it's the best team around Embiid that he's had, and so I was so much, and he's so much better than he's been in the past, and so much more difficult to handle because all the post ups have turned into like. ISO is at the top of the key and you're just, it just gives them much better spacing. And I, I I just want to see him healthy. The poor guy has never been healthy in the playoffs every year. It's something different and he's going to win the MVP sometime this week. I just wish he was healthy. This sucks. Yeah. It's sad because he's probably going to win MVP and I assume they'll give it to him this week. And yeah, he may not be able to three, play. Right? Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, that's that's a real bummer, like, on a personal level. But for us, like, we're missing out on on a piece of the story here because I, I actually think that this Sixer team had a shot to go to the finals. I mean, I, like you mentioned, Embiid, this is the best team they've had around him. Embiid is playing his best basketball. He owns the Celtics now, just out of nowhere, just figured them out completely. And the Celtics look a little shaky to me. In the first round against Atlanta, they they a lot of their weaknesses sort of popped up, and I think this was like a perfect opportunity for the Sixers. But if he's going to miss game one, it almost certainly is going to be a loss. B-ball Paul is good, but I don't think he's you know on the level of Rob Williams. I'm so fucking sick of hearing about B-ball Paul, <laughs> such a mediocre ass role player. Like I, the analytics community, you guys got to stop. You guys, stop it. This <laughs> dude doesn't play. <laughs> He doesn't. He, he doesn't, doesn't play. play. If he was, if he was as good as people think, he would play a lot more. Plain and simple, because that they've been looking for a backup. He doesn't play as much as Rui Hachimura. And I swear Period. to God, Rui's like, the truth now. Rui's the truth. Now. <laughs> All right, I'm done with this podcast. Okay. Right, Thank right. you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for watching on YouTube. Subscribe to the Bounce. Subscribe to the Athletic.
Hey, baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.